Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I have had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID, COVID, and now in the expanded COVID period. Out of 220 podcasts to date, many of my guests have highlighted their commitment to help a variety of charitable and social impact agencies. Examples of two such organizations that have recently stood out to me include, first, the In From The Cold charity that Abir and Aya Al-Qadri from A to Z Liquidation support. They were my guests on episode 220. Second, the Brown Bagging for Calgary's Kids is just one charity that Matthew Andrade and his family business, Gentleman Rogue, are supporting. Matthew was my guest on episode 200. Take the time to consider donating to either one or both of these organizations. Brown Bagging for Calgary Kids can be found at bbck4.org and In From The Cold has a unique website, onesmallgift.ca. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Good morning, Troy. Hi, Alan. Good morning. How are you doing? Terrific. Welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Well, Troy, I'm going to let you host this one. The questions are on your side. You you got the questions, right? I did. Yes, absolutely. So, Troy, I, I wanted to, to, first of all, introduce you, or allow you to introduce yourself, but let you know this is episode number 209 on the 27th of November. Pretty sunny day today here in Calgary. So, Troy, introduce yourself and you know, why we're even having this conversation, because I'm pretty excited about it. Absolutely, Alan. And again, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And we're, we're very excited uh, to be here. So my name is, uh, is Troy Dak. I work at a company called MNP. And as part of my work at MNP, I run a program called the Self-Employment Program. Right. So this is, uh, yeah. So this, I mean, because literally, I stepped up, stumbled on you guys through just, you know, my reaching out to different podcast guests. And I'll you know, I'll give a shout out to two of your past uh, cohorts. Jason Please do. Gravel. Yeah, Jason Gravel from, I think I get that right, from uh, Origin Energy. Okay. And then yesterday, I, for the podcast, I had a good chat with Tamam Altajar, if you remember. Yeah, with the flight, sim- with the flight simulator, right? There, yeah. you, there you go. So, look, that's so self-employment program. How long has it been around? I mean, it's, this is pretty, pretty cool for me. It's new for me. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, so let's, yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting. So MNP has actually had the program since 1992. So, and, and supporting it ever since. So, uh, 92, I'm my God. I, I mean, I was just in the program that we're into. I didn't know about this. This isn't great. Well, we often joke it's one of the best kept secrets in, in Calgary and Alberta. <laughs> so, that's literally, that's what I was, the words I was going to say. And I got to, I have to go to a podcast last year I did with Paul uh, Varela up at uh, Mount Royal University. And he's like, this is the best kept secret in Calgary. And I think this is, you're probably the first and, and he's the second. I don't know. This is incredible. So, yeah. 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 So, so 1992. So, yeah. And I think MNP, uh, you know, it's a, we're, we're one of the biggest uh, accounting firms in, 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 in Canada uh, yeah. with, uh, been around since 58. And I think the firm's very entrepreneurial. And I think, you know, as, as part of one of their earlier ventures, they acquired another firm that actually had the program and we sort of carried along ever since. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of the threads uh, within the company itself. But this is the, I mean, my, so for the benefit of the two listeners out there, 
Myers Norris Penny. You guys have been using the MMP, you know, that's kind of that, you know, the short acronym, but it's, it's fantastic because I did literally when I first, I was overseas for a while and I came back and I saw this MMP and I'm like, is that Myers Norris Penny? You know, for me, right? Because I always knew the name. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it was part of those, you know, and I know a lot of the larger companies have been doing it. I think we we made the transition roughly in about 2012, I think, is, is when uh, is when we changed to the MNNP. But, yeah, the company itself has been around since 1958, and we've grown a lot over the years. We're at about 5,000 staff members now, which is which pretty exponential growth over, over the last decade or so, which is which is awesome. But let's let's get back to the, the self-employment program. <laughs> yeah, so no, we've, no, of uh, course. I'm not going to let you get away with it. But let's, because I want to, who's the government? There's a government part linked to this as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so great question. We're we're lucky to be in partnership with both uh, the provincial and and federal governments, and they're the ones that provide all the 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 monies and supports for us to to do the lovely work that that we do. So, we work very closely with Alberta Labor and Immigration, yeah. and and uh, you know every couple of years we 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 have to go through the RFP process. But since we've we've been doing this for so long, it's just a a great ongoing relationship that we can just uh, they're almost like coworkers. We just pick up the phone and we have meetings and we say, what about this? What about that? And yeah. uh, we work really well together. So uh, the, the funding comes from the feds uh, through the Labor Market Development Agreement. And in different provinces, they do it a little bit differently. But here in Alberta, it flows through to Alberta Labor and Immigration. And we work together to administer to, to roughly 87 Albertans a year to, to put them through this, this fabulous training. So over I, the- literally, that was one of my questions. 87, yeah. 87 small businesses per year, not just in Calgary, but across Alberta. So no no we're, so uh, MNP has the the contract for Calgary and surrounding areas so we look after Calgary Okotoks Chestermere Cochrane and uh, all the way up to Canmore and then Airdrie and Strathmore as well so we get sort of the Calgary area uh, we've yeah. got uh, similar com- companies to MNP uh, they they generally haven't done it for as long as we have but there's there's central Alberta and northern Alberta that have uh, organizations as well that that do the program uh, we like to think that we do it well and a little bit differently than than everybody else so it's it's a pretty wide so you do 87 per year but there's a, a wider group across alberta and yeah so, depending on, go ahead sorry alan oh no so do you exchange ideas with the other if it's not an mmp affiliate do you exchange ideas or how is that how is that level yeah. of communication yeah, so over the years we've worked, uh, we've worked closely, or at least done a lot of referrals through the Micro Business Center in in Edmonton, and a little bit through uh, through the the Red Deer area as well. Uh, I forget the name of the provider just off the top of my head, yeah. but uh, we do we do some information sharing, but primarily just focus on our local geographical areas and say, okay, how can we help? Because we know the Calgary area the best. How can we help our Calgary and surrounding area folks? Sure, I mean you've got to get you've got a mandate, and I and I go back to. And I, I'm going to do this often if, if there's a relevancy, but I've done podcasts with out in Chestermere. And, mm-hmm. you know, last year at this time, they were just preparing for the, there was a, the skating rink. Um, there's a, they, they were getting the lake ready for a, a hockey tournament, a, a, a shinny, a shinny tournament. But anyway, so the guys out there, they, you know, Chestermere has grown from 4,000 to 20,000 population. Mm-hmm. And that's tremendous growth. And I see, you know, the small businesses and whether that type, that's Cochrane's is similar same with Camor. I mean, there's just tremendous growth, which I see steps into what you guys do. So I'll let you continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's all great. I, I like the, I love the ad hoc, you know, it's, it's great to have our talking points, but sometimes we discover other stuff that we might not have talked about. So it's all good. So 
Yeah, since since 1992, we've had actually over 2,000 businesses go through the Calgary Self-Employment Program, which to me is a, you know, it's, it's a huge number. And, and you look at that and you sort of say, wow, that's that's cool. So we've 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 got a and and with our measurements with the with the government we've got a between a seventy five and eighty percent success rate of getting people yeah. through the program and into into their launch phases and out there into the community. So which, is that measurement success of I mean obviously you know you can track is kind of like one of those those metrics that come through from the beginning to to now mm-hmm. um, success being they're starting the business they're employing people getting traction. Is that the success or that they just finished the program? Yeah, so no, the, the, the goal or the output of the program is for them to have started their businesses, their business or businesses at the end of the nine months. Now, yeah. just, just due to the you know, funding restrictions, we don't, we don't have a, a, a longitudinal, uh, let's say, way to gather information as, as the successes go beyond that. Other than we're, we're, we've got uh, LinkedIn groups and, and just, just still in contact with a lot of our folks through our monthly table topics that we do, that we know that they're still many, many of them are still in business and it's, it's kind of neat to, to drive around Calgary and see some of the, the footprints that the, the program has had. Well, yeah, I mean, Calgary's changed a lot and I, I take, well, you're going back to your 28 years or whatever, but 30, 28 years, if I get my math right, but literally 18, I, I left Calgary 2000-ish and, and literally came back just last summer. So mm-hmm. it changed dramatically over that period. So I guess, yeah, for you taking that drive down memory lane, it's not a memory lane, it's, oh, they were part of the program. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, I, would, I started with the program in 2007, left for a short stint and, and then came back in, in 2019. But yeah. uh, when I first started, I, I worked very closely uh, with a good friend of mine named Tony Colabella. And he'd, he'd been with the program almost 17 years. Wow. And it was just great. We would do something called site visits a couple times a year. And we would drive around uh, in, in his truck and we would go to all these business owners and just the, the, the gratitude and the, 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 the just the, the environment that yeah. was created from that. And the, the cool thing about the program is we never charge anybody a dollar. So it's a free program. So it, it, it really is, uh, you know, I say one of the greatest things about my job is I don't really charge people money in the program. It's just if they meet the criteria, we're, we're able to get them in and, and trained and, and get them into that, that entrepreneurial journey. You know, you're reminding me, and it's, it's, it's something I had, discussion and i'm bringing you back to another podcast but james mccara at food bank and i was and i want to link this to your alberta the government people and and, you know Mm -hmm. the the best way he would get a fund when they were fundraising for calgary Mm -hmm. food bank is to bring donors in and work with you know work with the uh the volunteers inside and work in and literally that whole process because if you go there it's impressive and i think what you just said i i think if a good selling point is like here's a video or you bring you know, the Minister of Labor, you know, Doug Schweizer, I think, and, and let him come in the truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's the 16 people we worked with last year. And then you drive, you know, you do that kind of like a tour of Calgary. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, that's just me. It, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's by far my, by far my favorite couple of days uh, yeah. a, a year is when we, when we go out and we do sort of do our outreach and we sort of go and see the, the people that may have gone through 10 years ago, five years ago, or, or six months to a year ago. So it's, uh, it's, it's a definitely cool part of, uh, of the program. No, I, I, I think there's an opportunity and if you, you know, we can, we can bounce ideas, but there's a, either a podcast in the making or some kind of a video where you're showing the stories and you upload because you guys are all over social media. Right. That's the next. And I look at, you know, a webinar and you hear, here's, you know, here's the journey Troy and I took. And I can't remember the guy's name was Tony. Right. You know, Troy, yeah. Tony, 
Tony, Tony's travels or Troy's travels, right? And you go and see those and you, you have those stories. Where are they now? I mean, it's, there's, that, that, that's, that's a link. I like that kind of stuff. It's really grassroots. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think linking back to the first, you know, where did, where did the self-employment programs across Canada come from? And I think, you know, you look at it and, and a lot of times in the, like there was the seventies, eighties and nineties and where the government was kind of, you know, they're just, they were, they were shelling out money, but, but a lot of the, the, the assistance went in the form of government grants and, yeah. and really, you know, if you look at a lot of the small business failure rates, they're about 80% and the government sort of said, well, we're giving them these money, but they're not succeeding. And the question was, why, why, why? why? Yeah. And and it really it really came back to the, the key point that that folks didn't have the necessary skill sets, the training, the understanding. They might have had the, the passion and the energy to go in business, but they really needed that that translation or that connector piece to move them into that realm of entrepreneurship. And I think uh, self-employment programs or Canada business service centers like the Business Link, these are all sort of uh, areas where where we help grow that ecosystem of small businesses. And it's so important if you take 92 pre-internet right you mm -hmm. pre-internet pre then internet comes along the landscape changed has changed dramatically for that small business owner and running you know running ads on traditional media is now suddenly social media and what's the mix and you know and and, and even the tax some of the tax, and i look at and i'm going to go to your website but in some of the the demographics of who you're i mean you've got a you have a two your first two banners on here agriculture and china right Mm -hmm. The forestry, indigenous services, mining. I mean, that landscape changed over the years as well. Uh, absolutely, right. Absolutely, there. There's, there's yeah, time, time. You know, a ruling, a ruling rock gathers no, no moss, right? <laughs> it, like, <laughs> but, but the, the, the training, the challenges of training. Your, I mean, your, your, your roots are training. We're gonna go. But your training guy, and you're thinking, you, you know here's my little pitch. And then suddenly you're like, well, wait a minute, I need to have all these other people in, right? You, you mentioned that, the disciplines mm -hmm. and the skills that they didn't have. Yeah, and, and we're very, very lucky that way. So if we look a little bit at the, at the structure of the program, uh, it's very much front-loaded. So our, our entrepreneurs come to us with ideas. They sort of go through the, the application process. And we, right. we, do, we do six cohorts a year of about 10 to 15 people. Oh. And, uh, and, and when with that, we, we do, it's an intensive six weeks to eight weeks of training where they would come in and they would do that, that gapping up of their skill set or, or augmenting their skill set yeah. for, for those 30 some classes. And we're very lucky to have 20 some subject matter experts from within MNP. And then, and then also we've got subject matter experts from uh, the business field. Some of them have graduated from our program. Others we've just worked with closely over the years and said, yeah. Hey, what, why don't you come teach that for us? Nice. So that I mean you so you draw and I'm thinking look I come from that Ernst and Young Clarkson Gordon but I come from that stock and I understand the training that so you bringing you bringing in the staffers and different levels as well yeah so we're yeah, we're lucky. We've got, uh, you know, like I said, MNP very much supports uh, the, the program. So we actually have some some senior partners that have 20 or 30 years experience. I often joke our our, our, our lady, Kathy Carey, that teaches the, the, the tax class. She's yeah. forgot more about taxation than, than a lot of accountants will ever know. Like, she's just such a great person to have in the room. And yeah. it, it's just phenomenal. I, I've sat in on her class a couple of times and just awed at, at the, the, the depth and the breadth of knowledge that she brings to these uh, startup entrepreneurs. So that's it. So it's a pretty intensive. First of all, nine months, 30 classes is pretty intense. And how many you said 
how many different um, disciplines come across at any given day? Yeah, yeah. So we try to we try to 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 focus on. So it's very much a practical approach. So a lot of our, our, our facilitators share the scars of business, and we <laughs> we we we, uh, we want to say, you know what? Don't do this or do this. Don't I do that. that. And okay. and it it really is that practical approach. So we're not overly bogged down by 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 theory. It's it's really entrepreneurs coming in, telling other entrepreneurs of, of what's worked for them, or subject matter experts that have worked in the field for a really long time bearing their scars and giving some key points. Well, Troy, I love that expression. That, that, uh, this is going to be a banner line, share the scars. You got to go, come and share your scars with us. You know? wow. Yeah. And, and, and so what we do is we take the training, but, but the other, the real cornerstone of what we do with the training is to say, well, how do you define success, Alan? Like what does success look like? For you, success might be, I want a part-time business that allows me to spend a lot of time with my kids and have yeah. the flexibility of time to travel. I'm like, okay, that's one version. But then what's somebody else's version? They say, no, I want to start up a multi-million dollar company and employ 50 people and be the leader in this industry. I'm like, well, that's cool. Let's get this down. Let's get your visioning down. Let's define success. And then we translate that into our business plan development process. So all of the 30 classes directly connect into say, well, how do I work in the business successfully? Yeah. But, but more importantly, how do I work on the business to get it to those goals or milestones of success that we define in the first class? So each, each individual, so let's say 10 to, 10 to 15 you've got in that cohort, mm -hmm. but they each of themselves have to drill down do they spend time on their own and come back with an advisor one-on-one -on -one, or how does that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So over the years uh, we've, we've evolved and we've changed, but yeah, it's classes, business plan development, and then each individual actually gets a one-on-one -on -one business advisor. Yeah. And there's, there's different areas and times where we work with them over the course. Uh, for one example, uh, you know, they have a market research review and then another one, they, they have a draft business plan review that, that, that our analysts, consultants, managers provide feedback on where they're at so far in, the, in that planning stage. But we also offer up to that nine month and, and honestly beyond that, additional supports where, where people can, can, can chat or even leverage that, that strong MNP, that strong MNP network. You know, it, and the, the big part here is that the one I want to invite, I'm just listening to what you're saying and there's that individual and in today's kind of COVID world where people are on their own, that advisory role must really been played a big part in the last nine months or so. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll talk about yeah, that COVID shift in, in, in a little bit. But and in addition to that, we also try to focus on getting the groups to create cohorts. So we have monthly accountability sessions yeah. where each individual group would actually meet with a facilitated with a facilitator and they would say, hey, uh, what's going on? What's Bounce happening? Ideas. Yeah. What are your successes? What are your challenges? And how as a group can you help be a board of governors for each other and help navigate Brilliant. forward? So yeah. you must have a bunch. I mean, literally, they, as you go back to the 92s, and I, back in the 90s when the flames uh, were, no, I don't want to go there. 89, <laughs> but yeah, too long ago, right? <laughs> yeah, they're still, no, but I'm saying that the euphoria is already worn off by 92. But I mean, literally, you go back to the 90s, some of those, guys, extend those back to the change in time, people didn't use internet, and now they had, had to. So that's a, that's a valuable tool to sort of exchange ideas. And so sort of somebody's doing something, in Northeast Calgary is different than in Southwest or downtown or, you know, like that shift. I, it's, I love to hear that. So 
do they meet they meet once a week or do they do zoom calls are they doing zoom calls now or once a month whenever they meet yeah yeah so they, yeah they do it once a month so uh, we've uh, so yeah with with covid we we we've taken a, a market shift like like everybody else in the in the rest of the world has yeah. so you know i think for, you know prior to covid you know if we look at october's unemployment rates were at like 11.3% in calgary 10% yeah. plus in alberta almost 9% across canada and we're like Holy crow! Like this, uh, this virus is really throwing everybody for a loop. And sure. uh, for the for the vast majority of the twenty eight years, we've been uh, instructor based, classroom based, and our meetings were based uh, oh, right, in in right. Calgary. Yeah, and now you switched. You had to switch to a Zoom a Zoom class. Yeah, so so literally, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed. I've got such a great team. You know, Jody, Liam, Amar, and Roseanne. And in March, we had to turn off the lights for literally a day or two. Yeah. When we when we had to leave the office, and again, of course, MNP was very supportive. Uh, much later on, where we got a, a brand new space, which we opened up in, in October here, which is uh, very COVID uh, COVID uh, not friendly is the wrong word, but 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 very COVID protective. Where everybody, yeah. our participants have their own pods now, where they're able to 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 sit in a six by six space where they're they're in their own little bubble, which is See, which is ready. awesome. You've already got the t- you're ready for podcasts. I hear that word already. You've used it once. Pod. Right, you got your pods. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, here we are. Right, we're closing the loop. <laughs> I want. I wanted to try share with you. There's a couple of because entrepreneurship has been a real focus um, when I, of my sort of last couple of years and the podcast. But one podcast I listened to is is a couple a guy called Reed Hoffman, and he's the co-founder of LinkedIn, co-founder of PayPal. But one thing he talked about during COVID is is the entrepreneur spirit of Airbnb. And he said the reason being Airbnb has come so successful and, and been able to recover so quickly is because they have thousands of entrepreneurs, the, the, the hosts across the globe. And they right. exchange ideas on what works in, in France, you know, staycation, whatever, what might work in, uh, in Canada. And that's, that's where you're, I think that network, you look internally, that's probably more valuable today than it was in 1997 or 98 or whatever it was. Yeah, and you know, and and you know, media, different mediums are, are are great, and I think that was a, a great learning curve for us. And and in a very short time, with it was within a couple of days, we're like, okay, we were instructor led, classroom based. Okay, we're going to go online. So yeah. uh, we all learned about Teams, we learned about Zooms, we had to create, uh, uh, you know, create a whole bunch of documentation. We we coordinated well with the government. We're like, okay, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And then right. uh, in 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 May, we we was it April or May? We launched our, our next intake that was fully online. We had one that was a hybrid model and we, we we did one or two that were fully online and now we're sort of back to the, the hybrid model again here as of October uh, and yeah. we'll see how things go over the next couple of weeks we might be back online but lots of cool learnings there as well as you sort of push down these new these new paths and, and learn the strengths of uh, you know it doesn't always have to be in person like I like it in person but but the the quickness of a, of a zoom group chat versus everybody having to travel in I think there's lots of, of strengths and opportunities that we've learned from from this experience. Yeah, I think if you just take the, the sheer coordination of a remote connection is a little easier than having, and I've you know, listened to a lot of different uh, theories on the people are missing that contact in the office and, and bumping in the office. But Slack, there was a, actually CBC, uh, Matt Galloway interviewed the CEO of Slack. And he mm-hmm. said, we're, you know, to work on that, they have this thing called the ambience. So in your small group, you have this little feature. It, it, it beeps you. It lets you know are you, hey, John, or you're Troy, are you there? And it's really, it's, 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 it's really trying to create, taking the, the Zoom, Zoom kind of thing, but narrowing mm-hmm. it down to your six people. They all know you're around, like as if you're in the same room together. It's really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, technology, it's a great thing. It's, you know, it's your best friend, worst enemy kind of kind of stuff, right? You look at it at Zoom fatigue, but you also yeah. look at some of the great uh, business opportunities and connectivities that, 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 that have come from it uh, as, as well. So how has, have you had chats with some of the past cohorts that, you know, the, I mean, maybe this is a side chat with them. Not yeah. On that, you know, that, I'm talking about COVID kind of an impact. Have you had those discussions over the last nine months? Sure, sure. No, a- absolutely. You know, I think uh, one of the things that we do is we do uh, we do networking events for all of our past participants uh, several times a year, and then also we try to do a monthly table topic where we bring an outside subject matter expert in to 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 talk about things. So, and then part of that is is engaging our, our past participants. But you know, if you if you want to read off a couple of that, it's you know what it's 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 harder for people to start businesses now because you know at the end of the day, you and I could used to be able to go for a coffee and chat about it, and, yeah. and now and and it's 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 difficult to do that we've seen people with decreased profits it's harder to reach their customers yes they may be they may be more in debt uh they've had to reduce staff there's the mental health side of things which is extremely you know prevalent at this point in time and we're also looking at you know the uh, how are they pivoting and trying to get from their pre-existing market into this new reality that we're living in well on that note <laughs> can you share could you have anything you want to share like how are how are people startups maybe for other SMEs and, and startups and founders out there that that are in that, do you have anything to share? I mean, I mean, you've shared a lot. I mean, but is there anything recommend? No, I, 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 you know, and, and I'll I'll speak to the sort of the fundamentals of what we do. And and you look at it and you say, well, let's take a look at the environmental, like look soon, environmental scan is a political, economic, social, legal. Uh, technological, environmental. What are what are all of these things that are affecting us as a business? And and the right. challenge is to say let's let's look at all of that, and 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 then say how can we pivot? How can we change in this this new ecosystem or this new environment? And I'll just give you a quick little example. We sure. we we had a development. Uh, we had a, a gentleman that was doing mobile eco detailing specialist. So he actually went around and cleaned you know cleaned cleaned cars, detailed cars, and and this right. and that or the other, right. and went. When COVID hit, his uh, you know his, his name uh, was is, is Eric. His his business kind of took a dip, like like many businesses did. And you know his creative response was this: to buy hazmat suits for all his people, and and he leveraged that yeah. to to tell his clients. He said, "Look, our people really don't touch the inside of your car. Their hazmat suit might, but they don't." And you know he's able wow. to actually garner some fairly big contracts yeah. with with larger organizations to say, "Well, look, we're." COVID safe, we're COVID friendly. We've seen the opportunity and the challenge and we've risen to the occasion. Yeah, that, that reminds me of Jared Sarbit from he from uh, Picture Perfect Cleaning. He was featured, okay. he was featured on the, the Calgary Herald and I saw you know I saw that article. So I reached out to him, had him on the podcast, and he similarly it was industrial cleaning and cleaning, you know, nursing homes and sort of the the the, the, the shared those um the the home, you know, for elderly, whatever, and, and literally that that just changed their whole look of how how they clean and the sprayers and all that. So yeah, I think COVID COVID's caused a lot of people to be very creative. A lot of smart startups, a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've seen several on my podcast. But just in yeah. general, I've seen it. You've probably seen it as well. That. Yeah, and, and just yeah, another quick example. Like there, there's a gentleman that actually graduated just earlier this year. Was actually starting or, or launching as COVID was hitting, yeah. and he has a, a charcuterie business in, in Mission, and it's called oh, yeah, Fraser yeah. and Fig. And you know, he he got this space and he was open, and, and he said, "But but how do I get people in?" And and of course, you know, you look at uh, uh, the the shift to to more of that that DoorDash or Skip the Dishes or whatever right. else. He had to find these different channels 
to to get the the word out and then to to get sales. So you know, Cam's done extremely well in, what's, in what's these, these transactions. Yeah, it's called the the Fraser and Fig, and it's a charcuterie. So he provides a sort of meat and cheese boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're 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 super delicious. And but he's just he he found a way to make that pivot to to get the name out there and to get people still to purchase with yep. the, with still that consumer you know consumer confidence challenges. I think is what we're we're all kind of facing. Is do I feel confident to go to a restaurant? Do confidence. I feel confident? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're absolutely right. And but to your point on on that, and I this that. You know, there was a startup out of Toronto, and it's a charcuterie meat selection. And but literally, it's a subscription box. They pivoted. I don't know if they pivoted during COVID to a subscription box, but that takes away the, you know, you just deliver it to your home. So I mm-hmm. guess maybe that's an idea for for your your fellow there. That but literally, it's that people have pivoted to the home delivery, the online experience. You know, they they changed the experience, and you've seen the commercials like Home Home Fresh. You know, the guy, you know, they're mm-hmm. delivering the, the fresh goods to your home with recipes and you make it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, there's there's so many businesses that are that are looking at those, like you said, the, the problem and the opportunities and say, well, how can I? And that's the beauty of entrepreneurs, right? They find the yeah. gap, they find the challenge and they find ways to to overcome and adapt. So give let's let's go. Uh, I want to pivot, not pivot. Well, I'll pivot in a second to something else. But examples sure, sure. of do you have a most common, uh, in, I guess, over those years, but in your experience, what's the most common business people have gone into? You know, it, it was great. So when I would have first started in 2007, I would say there was a lot of bricks and mortar kind of uh, kind of things. Like I, I can't tell you how many sort of uh, there were there was coffee shops and there was yeah. little restaurants and there was like little retail spaces sure. and, and this and that or the other. But as, as it's evolved over the years, and I'd say if we take a look at a, at a more modern snapshot, we're probably seeing a lot more people in in, in in getting into either specialty services or consulting. Uh, you know, it may be online, it may yeah. be counseling, it may be HR, virtual concierges, tech services, and all of that sort of stuff. So that's that's I, I, that's I would say some of the evolution that I've seen. A constant that I've seen that's that's continues to be successful is is trades. So you know, if you're a plumber, an electrician, a, right. a technologist of some sort, like a, a, you know. A, we've seen those uh, year over year and then they're generally quite successful. Well, and you, you know, I literally, there's something you said earlier when I, I met Brad Donaldson from VP academics up at state. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this whole, you know, as a plumber electrician, when they, if they can't find work in the industry, what do they do? Right. Cause they, they suddenly have to do marketing. They suddenly have to find their own account. They have to do everything else other than their trade. And he said, well, what we do kind of similar to you is we bring in, during their coursework in the automotives or in the plumbing, you know, that area. And they bring mm-hmm. in the trade. They do bring in the trades from the, from either within state or from around the business community in Calgary. So I think you've touched on something very important because if the trades are coming, they need those skills. I mean, a plumber, and I'll pick on the plumber, but he doesn't know about social media or he's, he's not thinking about how to find investors in, for his business as he scales and, and, and grows. Yeah, and, and absolutely. So, you know, whether it be, you know, say Mount Royal, Bow Valley College, University of Calgary, or, or some of the other great training services out there, yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the thing is, right, you know, business on the internet, how do you do it? What does it look like? And and, and is it in a digestible piece that, that this person can say, okay, I kind of get this, let me set up a, a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page, or sure. let me let me set up a website and then and, and get this sort of stuff rolling. Uh, because in the modern area era, uh, you know, word of mouth <laughs> is still still great. But, yeah, but even, 
even to your point, it's not enough to set up a, a Facebook page. It's not enough to yeah. to do to to uh, set up a website. In 1997, you spent 10, 15 grand, 10, you know, and somebody and you got your website up. That was different. People it was it was novel, it was unique. Today, it's 10, 15,000 to do a digital uh, map, but even that's not enough. I mean, and and let's go to your social media side, and I mean yours as in Myers North Penny. You sure. guys are you really have a in my in my view really well covered the landscape of social media but that startup needs he's got his website he or she also needs the things the bells and whistles to go with that so how, uh, yeah great stuff yeah and we're, we're we're very lucky we've got a very talented marketing team i know Lindsay and and several of the others they just they did they do an awesome job for us to get the the name out there and you know the the analogy i like to use if you've got 100 people in the room shouting at the top of their lungs look at me how, how do you how do you get above that uh, yeah. cacophony of noise to say well actually no do look at me and, and what does that look like it's a charcuterie board full of nice meats and then you get their attention <laughs> that, that, yeah hopefully right <laughs> or you got vegan options as well so yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta mix it up you have to different you have to get the attention i mean this is you know people talk about i mean i this is something i learned is the last few years is is you need to differentiate yourself and so what do you bring in social media experts for for your cohorts? Yeah, absolutely. We're 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 very lucky in the sense that we've got two or three classes with with, with some very uh, some very strong experts in the field. So we have a you know a traditional marketer that comes yeah. in. We actually have a, a another another individual that 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 is you know specifically focuses on building your brand, and that's got a very much a social media spin on it. And right. then we we have an, an internal resource that has worked in uh, it worked in in apps and and doing all of this other sort of you know creating a social media presence and what does it look like uh, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and we sort of weave that all together taking that mix of that traditional and that modern laying that strong foundation and say you know what not everybody needs a website not everybody nope. needs a, a splash page not everybody needs a linkedin profile what's going nice. to work for for you yeah and it, it might be just in strathmore it's the coffee news at a and w right <laughs> it, like it like oh, it, it really it, it really depends on on what, what your business is doing and where it's going because you, you talk about Strathmore, and I'm going to talk because you worked with uh, Go Valley College, and you were kind of doing the Airdrie Strathmore zone, weren't you? Yeah, that, that that's correct. Yeah, so I I did that I did that for a while, and yeah. and was part of uh, liaisoning out there for for the college, and 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 draw, and looking after a couple of sites. But it, it was great to be out there. But entrepreneurship in those sites is is very different than it it's is there. let's say down, so downtown different. Calgary. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. No, but that. That's the grassroots. Because if you can, if you can, it's a kind of like someone coming from small town New York or, or small town whatever. And I'm giving the New York. I give that they go from small town Nebraska to New York. It's mm -hmm. huge. The difference. It's dr dramatically different. And all those Strathmore's only forty kilometers away, right? It's that whole city mouse, country mouse kind of stuff, and they both have their strengths. And uh, you know, and, and, and there, there's so many great things from from either side of that fence. But but how do you make it? You know, as far as entrepreneurship goes, how do you make it work in that environment? Yeah. How do you make it successful? And then if they're interested, how do you translate or transgress or go across to those different environments? How do you I know, grow outside of Calgary? It's a, it is incredible. So that the, the transition is, is, is it, people, but a lot of people try to do the same thing, the cookie cutter approach. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't, it does. Well, in today's world, it's so much different. As you said, you might not need a website. 
and I love that analogy to the, uh, the what would you call the Strathmore? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of times there's, there's, there's coffee newses in the little restaurants yeah. and small towns and you just sit down and it's published locally and it, nice. it's, it's that whole relationship building. You're like, oh yeah, there's Joe's plumbing, right? To extend our, our plumber <laughs> analogy. Oh yeah, Joe lives down the street from me. Yeah, Joe's a good guy. What's Joe doing? Okay, yeah. here's his number. And then right away, he's top of mind. Your, your hot water tank breaks tomorrow and who are we going to call? Well, I've still got that coffee news. Here's Joe. Let's give him a call. But that's kind of the, you know, a lot of small businesses and, and the, the community, creating the community. Um, and it, you, you, you kind of establish that with your cohorts, but the community of your follower, your business. And, and that's, that's that, that speaks a lot to what a lot of these small businesses may not get, is that get that community. Get, you go down to Strathmore. How do they create that community? And you got you to mimic that in your new business, whatever it is. Well, and, and I think just to, to build on, on what you're saying there, Alan, is, is and I think this is something that we're really trying to do as a firm as well, is to get beyond transactional sales or transactional in, uh, interactions right. and say, you know what, we want to be your partner for the long term. We want to build a long term relationship, hence, uh, hence our coffee cup. And like, let, let's sit and chat about your business. Let's see where it's going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not about that, uh, that, quote, um, that, that, that billable hour or just, uh, you know, concluding what we're doing for either your, your taxes or consulting. But, but let's, let's, let's build a relationship and see how we can, uh, we can help you move forward. I, I mean, I love that. Because you've talked a lot earlier about pivoting. And I want to know, you are one who's pivoted. And I got to go back to my, and I'm going to say this before, you'll know exactly, John Howard Society, Elizabeth Fry Society. You were a guy that was looking at some criminal law or criminal justice system way back when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's, uh, I think, you know, as we all know, life's a journey, right? And it takes us yeah. down these these different avenues and, and, and pathways and and all of these these kinds of things. And uh, I find this with with our entrepreneurs and others. If you're pursuing something that you're passionate about, and if you're if you if you're engaged in it, and I can I can see it in in what you're doing here as well, Alan. Is you're you're passionate about podcasts, you're passionate about small businesses, and if you follow those those paths, they're going to lead you to success. Whether whether you, you know you have challenges the first time or or, or even failures, because we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. Sure. But the idea is is how am I defining my success? What does my future look like? What do I want to see? And then how do I put that into that, you know, objective strategies and tactics to help me move the yardstick forward? Well, look at the classic pivot is yesterday, Tamam Al-Tajar. I mean, he's an oil and gas guy, 17 years, yeah, you know, down yeah. drilling. And he's, he said, my passion was a hobby. The hobby was this uh, flight simulation. And now he's got, I, look, we didn't, I didn't get into the numbers with him. That's not my mm-hmm. business. But we talked about, how he pivoted and how he figured this out. He did a feasibility study and hats off to the Myers North, the MMP team, right? Getting, you know, helping him navigate, literally navigate through the simulation. There's something there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we, we, we try to get people to focus on, you know, a, a couple of different buckets out there, right, as it relates to the small business. And, you know, uh, part of it is, is that customer focused or customer centric model and say, who are my customers? What's my target market? Where do they live? What do they do? What do they want? What do they value? Yeah. And then that extends that it then extends into my operational model to say, well, how am I going to do this? And, you know, I think COVID have taught us all to say that we've had to adapt our operational models to make yeah. it work. And then if you're hiring staff or even just for yourself, what are your corporate values? What do you want to share? How do I train my people? How do I engage them? Uh, and me being a trainer uh, by heart to say, well, you know, the old saying is uh, uh, 
what happens if we train our people and they leave? And the, the, the flip oh. side of that is what happens if we don't train them and they stay? Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and I, to me, that – go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I heard that when we were – so I was working with uh, Deloitte in Kazakhstan. And there was mm-hmm. a lot of people – a lot of the kids wanted to go overseas. Right. One of our partners who had lived in Seattle for two years and came – he was a local partner, Kazakh partner. And mm-hmm. he said – and he said exactly that. He goes, look, I came back and look at the value. He was the managing partner after spending two years in Seattle in the 90s. You know, and, and there was a testimony to that. And the guy goes – Oh, right. <laughs> right. <Because> exactly <laughs> that. They didn't want to send partners, didn't want to send the staff over overseas because if they don't come back, but they will come back or they will bring value some other way. It, it, exactly right. Exactly right. And I, I think, you know, as a, as a small business starting out, even if it's just yourself or, or a couple of others, you know, if you're sharing your corporate values and your corporate vision and, and where you want to go and you can get people excited. Yeah. You know what? It, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you grow them out of a job and, and they go somewhere else that they'll probably still speak highly of you and they'll, they'll still have an affinity for your organization and make referrals. And and again, it's just it's just paying it forward well, a little bit in that sense. I use that. I used to use that all the time, you know, because in, in, the auditors typically they go become the CFO or the tax manager that that's a, they're, they're become your best. You know, I don't know if you call it the you know back then they don't use it, but today you know, they're going to be your fans, your fans, your social media fans. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to be shouting out for you in the future. So you'd rather have that than the other way. But look, there's a couple of things I want to hit and then I'll let you finish off. But the you, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really thinking there's a case study in here and maybe you've got a whole, I don't know how you guys do this and frame this. And maybe you've already done it where there's a, I use the UFI acronym, you know, that the, the, the charter accountant exam or CPA exam, but clearly there must be some, somebody must be studying this because this is, phenomenal 28 years yeah it's you know like i said we're 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 very lucky and and privileged uh, to have such great partners in the government and then do what we do and like i said my, my staff our staff are extremely passionate the company itself is extremely supportive so i, I think we in in some respects we've got it we've got a perfect storm and, and we've 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 really capitalized that and, and built something that is yeah. is unique to calgary to a degree but, but, but also, you know, extending it beyond that as well. Well, I'll be happy to help you with the write that case study. But the other thing is, the reason I bring this up, because I'm working with, you know, the Haskane Center, there's a, as a mentor program with the MBA student, students there. Mm-hmm. And this, this is kind of, there's those questions where there's, first of all, several of my podcast guests have been student business owners or student businesses, student run businesses. And, you know, literally there's a case study within that. They're learning everything. One of them was Open Society, uh, Calgary, um, Calgary Social Value Fund. And literally, okay. they're, they're like a small, it's almost like a Goldman Sachs, you know, everything they're learning. And I think, wow, there's, there's some synergies there. And I, I, I literally, I think I'm going to connect you in some way, some way, shape or form, because I think there's, there's power in what you do. Instead of replicating, instead of, you know, duplicating, why not mm-hmm. replicate and learn from each other? Well, you know, absolutely, Alan. And I think uh, what just our, our, our underlying premise is we want to contribute to the small business ecosystem in, in Alberta and Canada and beyond yeah. and, and, and then help everybody sort of move that that move forward. Right. And, and part of that is, is sharing experiences, challenges. And like I said before, sharing the scars, because I think, you know, really those those are the ones that have such such potent value to say look just just don't do this <laughs> it's not it's going to take you down a road and it's going to give you lots and lots of challenges well a lot of people see if we if people are enamored by the past and i've learned this 
I've learned this because of what, you know, I'm doing podcasts as an accountant doing podcasts, but I learned people are enamored by the past. So the 92 cohorts probably not, they're not going to look at the doing ads on, you know, on uh, TikTok or whatever. They might cringe at that. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of accountants would cringe at that. But I think if you've got some young entrepreneurs that are in university, maybe they get in your program, they're coming out, they're on TikTok and they figure, how can I advertise and get attention? Or literally a tutor business. I want to run a tutor business, right? You mm-hmm. got TikTok, you want to get the attention of the generation, young generation. You've mentioned trades. Well, I want to get some young people into my trade to teach them. Right. I also have, you know, the adults or the older people, the generation, you're probably going to run that ad on LinkedIn. Um, so you've got two different, you know, genre or age generation, gender, genders you want to, you want to capture. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it really is that those red ocean, blue ocean strategies, I forget the name of the author of the book, but the idea is that if everybody's fishing in the same area and there's so much competition, yeah. how can we be successful? Well, then is there opportunity to go into an area that's sort of different or, or off the cuff or a little bit brand new or just not entirely explored yet that we can actually find something new and innovative and, and move that forward? Well, you, this, this program sounds so new and innovative. It is for me, but as it's Troy, it's been part of your, it's part of your deck for a long, I wanted to say that it's been part of your deck for a long time. <laughs> no pun intended, right? Troy deck deck. Yeah, that's yeah. all good. <laughs> so look, Troy, really thank you for, for this time today, but is there anything in closing you want to, you know, share with the community out there and, uh, you know, it's uh, one, Alan, just just thank you for for the the opportunity there. And thank you for you know giving us the opportunity to get the word out. So uh, the self-employment program uh, that MNP provides in, in Calgary is, is again, it, it's it's free. It's a, it's a better known secret. We do have uh, a bit of a social media presence out there, but we're, we're definitely one of those best kept secrets. So uh, what you've done today here is great to help us uh, help entrepreneurs. Well, I'm going to tell entrepreneurs on you. I'm going to tell you on you. What is it? <laughs> How's that go? I'm going to tell on you. No, but you guys, the, the accounting community, there's the small business community. I mean, I heard, literally, I heard a conversation with, oh, my, my clients are spending their SERP check on Cadillacs. I'm thinking, or whatever that small business program, you know, why would you buy a Cadillac? There's, there's things out there that really need, whether it's employing people or whether it's changing your from a, a, a you know from the online presence or whatever to or digital presence from a, a physical presence you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's probably better uses of money but anyway yeah right. so again thanks again alan and uh you know please uh, please connect us uh, to the that the the haskane school there we're more than happy to 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 help or or partner where we can i will do a shout out i'll do a social media shout out somehow and some they'll hear if they if they listen to this but no i think there's an opportunity i just you know for me that's just my thinking that wow wow what a study what a study both sides they can study you you can study them but anyway <laughs> troy thanks so much and to the partners i don't know the names so a shout out to the partners yeah we'll, so, we'll say a shout out to to clayton and and trevor as well for for their support of this and and all the uh mnp as as, as a whole all right We'll try to have a terrific day and stay safe. Okay, you too, Alan. Thank you so much. Well, we'll talk.